0: Welcome to the Remote Teacher Podcast, where we talk all things remote Outback teaching. So welcome, Bridget. Thank you so much for coming and joining us on the Remote Teacher Podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about the background and purpose of Teach, Learn, Grow?
1: I sure can. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, So Teach, Learn, Grow is a youth-led not-for-profit and we're based in Perth. And basically the vision of our organisation, the reason it was established is that we believe in an Australia where every child has equal opportunities in education, regardless of their location, background or circumstance, which I'm sure is a vision that a lot of your listeners would um, agree with. And so our mission is to improve educational outcomes and aspirations of rural and remote students in socioeconomically disadvantaged areas so that they can achieve their full potential. Um, and the way that we do that is by recruiting and training university students to act as volunteers who travel to rural and remote areas and run tutoring and mentoring programs.
0: And I think that's why I enjoyed looking at your website and learning a bit about your program as well, because it's kind of like that um, generational tra- change. Those university students will then know about remote locations and be more willing to be involved and, and look at ways to maybe go out remote at the end of their time at uni.
1: Mm, Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. And a big part of what we do is we take volunteers from all different faculties. So education students are obviously a big portion of our volunteers, but also um, students who are studying engineering, medicine, all those other sorts of things. And I think it really gives them an insight into the education system that they wouldn't otherwise have got, which is a really cool part of the program.
0: And I think it'd also be really powerful because they'd be able to take away the um, indigenous ways of being and thinking and, and the cultural elements that they'd then be able to understand when they go mainstream again, or you know, back to the city. Um, I, yeah, also, exactly. I also like that it's from different faculties because that's um, allowing the remote and rural students to see the different pathways that the students may then go into as well. That's okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's really important to us that those um, volunteers acting as a role model for um, those students, and we know that in a lot of remote communities, particularly small communities, that there might not be a whole bunch of um, visible young adults that are pursuing different careers. So it's really cool to have that opportunity for kids to interact with and build a relationship with someone one-on-one and over the course of the week that they're in the community get to ask lots of questions about what university is, what they're studying. And, you know, these kids might come out as experts in geology or something like that, something they'd never heard of before, um, but they get to learn heaps about that from their um, mentors, which is really cool.
0: Great. You mentioned the one-week program, and, and online I saw that it's a, a math based program, and then the second one's more engagement and, and learning together. Could you tell us yes. a bit about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, our rural program where we send the volunteers out to communities um, We do have two streams so we have for schools that have a um, high attendance rate we've got a really specific math targeted program so teachers will give us um, certain math outcomes aligned to the um, WA curriculum Mm -hmm. and the um, tutors will work on those specific outcomes over the course of the week to really like bridge that gap in that particular skill area Um, and then our saplings program which is the other program is more a holistic STEAM based program that's um, aimed at engaging and getting kids to come to school in some of the communities where attendance might be a bit of an issue. Um, And we see really great results in that where we have sort of attendance in the high 90s when the week before it might've been around 50 or 60%. So um, that's more just focused on getting the kids to school, but also sparking that curiosity with the um, sort of STEAM educational approach.
0: Great. And um, is this week long uh, in immersive time is that something that they then come back and do the year after again with students a different bunch of university students
1: yes yeah so we send our volunteers to schools at the end of term two and term four every year um and yeah we try to establish those long term relationships with schools so that um the kids will often know in advance i know principals that tell me they use teach growers Growers a sort of behavioural incentive they start in sort of the end of term one and they build up all the way to the end of term two um and yeah it's obviously we would love to get out there more often if we could but we also do an online mentoring program sort of in between our visits as well which is really cool and that's focused on um those more soft skills so things like resilience goal setting um transitioning to high school being safe online and those sort of um other skills that are you know, really important as well, um, that are a bit easier to discuss sort of one on one online as well. Um, and that's a way that we can sort of continue having impact while our volunteers are obviously busy during the semester at uni. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so, with the
0: young people that you guys have been working with and mentoring and tutoring, what kind of strengths do you see in these students?
1: Yeah I mean it's hard to narrow it down because we work with just such awesome kids. Um, I think one thing that our volunteers are always struck by when they go out into communities and what they sort of um, mention a lot is the knowledge that students have of their culture and their language um, in communities and the privilege I guess for the volunteers is to be able to experience that and have the students teaching them a bit more about um, their culture and their language so that's one of the yeah, I think things that we don't talk about enough is that it's really like a two-way learning process where our volunteers are learning just as much as the kids are learning um, maths and things like that. So that's really cool. Um, I think also I've been a teacher in a regional area as well. And I think um, the resilience of kids in regional and remote um, places is, is really powerful. Um, and I think the kids generally also have a really strong sense of identity um, and connection to their, to their town or to their region which is really cool. And as someone who was sort of born and bred in the city, I think something that I really noticed when I moved out of, you know, capital city to the country was that sense of identity and belonging to the community, which is really powerful.
0: Mm, I agree, yes. So what advice do you have for new teachers that are going into remote communities? Because you have taught rural as well. Um, And through what the learnings that you've um, taken away from this program as well, the Teach, Learn, Grow program?
1: Yeah, I think um, the first thing that I sort of tell anyone who's going into teaching um, is, and it gets drilled into people a lot, but that relationships really come first um, in teaching and teaching any kids. But I think kids experience, experiencing disadvantage, for example, living in a remote area um, or a low socioeconomic area, I think it's even more important to have that relationship first before... Um, that, you know, really important teaching can happen. So um, the Rita Pearson quote that I always like is that kids don't learn from people they don't like. Um, And that's, yes, that was kind of my motto as a teacher. Um, Yeah, so I think the the second thing is that um, seeking input from the community. So I think a lot of not-for-profits and government agencies tend to go into communities with an idea of what they want to do when really it would be more beneficial to talk to the community about what they want and what they need, because I think, um, community leaders generally have a really good idea of what their community needs help with um, or needs support with. So, I think yeah, as much as you can engage with um, parents and families and elders, I think that's that's really important. And, I think um, and the last thing really isn't
0: it? That um... In remote communities, sometimes
1: there's a high turnover of
0: staff and so you've got new eager teachers with all these ideas that come and um, if you're not willing to listen, then you're just replacing or, you know, redoing the wheel, rebuilding the wheel every time you come. So exactly, you know, community yeah. your, your expert base there and they'll for tell sure. you. Sure, yeah.
1: And that was the third thing I was going to say was, um, like, working together with other teachers. Um, for me, when I was a teacher, my community that... I was teaching in was really important to me the other teachers you know in my department in my school Um, and I think that it's something we need to keep improving as teachers is working together sharing resources sharing experience Um, it really frustrates me to see teachers reinventing the wheel every term and every year Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's what I would love to see more of is teachers working together um, to achieve what's best for kids.
0: And I think that's um, what we're trying to achieve with this podcast so that everyone knows mm. different programs that are available and the ones that are, you know, sustainable across, across years um, and across teachers yeah. so that, that we're all getting the best for the students exactly like what you were talking about.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, absolutely.
0: Your website's really interesting. I love um, all the infographics and the, and the data and the statistics and, and the yeah. easy way to navigate around it. How else do um, teachers find out more or get involved or, or have your tutors come to their communities?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously our website, which is tlg.org.au, um, is a good place to start and you can send an email there. Um, if you're interested in having one of the programs come to your school, we would love to come, um, you can send us an email. And we, we're starting to plan for 2021 now. Um, But we're also on all social media channels as well. So if you just look up Teach, Learn, Grow on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, um, you should be able to find us. And it's pretty easy to find us and contact us. And just
0: thinking on the slide there as well, um, you said you're based in Perth. Are all the um,
1: university students that do tutoring based in
0: Perth? Or if we've got listeners from Northern Territory, is there a way that they can link in?
1: Yeah, so at the moment, um, we're in WA and also in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some volunteers from Sydney travelling to um, regional and rural parts of New South Wales as well. Um, but we're always sort of looking for people around the place and would love to eventually be represented in all states and territories. So feel free to get in contact and we'll yeah, see what we can do. Thank you so much for
0: talking with me today, Bridget.
1: No worries. This is lovely. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. If you want to listen to more podcasts, make sure you go to our website at www.theremoteteacher.com.au. On the website, we have our full list of podcasts. We have courses, TPT products and memberships that help remote teachers in remote communities achieve success and be the best they can be. Until next time.